Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Travis Bow, the guest for this week. <laughs> oh, but you're so much more than that, Travis. <laughs> aren't you i was thrown off uh, i couldn't remember if i was introducing myself or i was waiting well, see like and and i was thinking it too like um before we, we started recording i was like there's so many things i mean you're 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 in the midst of robin hood minute of thieves going on yeah um and then of course you uh, like recently off the heels of um mxm indie yeah you know the new min- movies by minute convention this time in in indianapolis correct and then that's right um and then you're doing all all crazy sorts of fun at home projects. You almost got your own hot sauce company at this point. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. We'll see what happens with that. <laughs> um, Travis sent me a, a a bottle recently of some of some uh, pepper sauce that he that he whipped up, and uh, boy, was it tasty! So <laughs> I I applaud you. Uh, thank you for the gift. I'm very mm. grateful. But uh, yeah, it's it's great to have you back on DC it's been Cinematic a while. Minute. This time, we're talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, you've been with us to talk about um, Man of Steel, Dawn mm-hmm. of Justice, uh, even Suicide Squad, yeah. I believe. Yep. And um, I think just, I just those three, I think. Yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, um, that if I remember co- correctly, when this one came out, and I'm talking the Snyder Cut, not, not the sure. theatrical version, but I'd love to get your thoughts on that too. Mm. Um you didn't like this movie as much as you liked uh, Dawn of Justice. And I think, um, well, when we met, you had some original thoughts about Man of Steel and then it changed over time. You, mm-hmm. I, th- I don't mean to speak for you, but you grew into liking it yeah. a lot more. Yeah. Um, and then you said this one fell a little bit short for you. Is that correct? I It's been so long. I don't remember uh, talking about this movie much to anyone really um because i feel like it just kind of came out um i watched it i i mean when this came out i i got up at like 2 30 in the morning and watched it <laughs> that morning um i think i just knew like because i'm an early riser anyways mm-hmm. so typically it's not it's not odd for me to get up at like 4 a.m you know um i just this day i just happened to wake up earlier and I just kind of couldn't get back to sleep. And I was like, I'm going to start watching justice league and I can fit it in before I have to go to work and, uh, watched it. I enjoyed it, but then I kind of didn't think about it a whole lot. There were, um, some things I didn't care for. We can get into as we go, but, um, Mm -hmm. but this time around, I, I really liked this movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, good to, good to hear. Yeah. Uh, we welcome you onto the show to talk more about it. Um, and and yeah, um, before we get into this minute here, um, what were your thoughts when you saw hmm. the theatrical version? I remember going to the theater and seeing that one and really enjoying it, really having fun with it. And I know that's you know that that might be the the Joss Whedon of it all. You know, just making a fun uh, movie you know comparing it to avengers is is probably not you know um uh, 
a stretch, you know, just the tone of it was lighter than anything that DC had really been doing. And it just, I, I had fun with it. I mean, that's the easiest thing to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, but I liked it, you know, and, you know, then again, just kind of like, you know, hadn't revisited it, you know, maybe one other time, like at home, once it was available at home. And then, yeah, kind of haven't really gotten back into this, you know, DC world that much since then. I mean, I saw Wonder Woman 84. Um, what else has come out? I saw Suicide, the Suicide Squad, you know, that and uh, Harley Quinn, but it's kind of a franchise that I've kind of separated from a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it's hard. It, yeah. It, it kind of feels like, well, it feels like comic books now, which is, is a mm, weird thing yeah. to say. Where it's like, oh, you come in, you grab an issue, see what's going on with uh, yeah. Shazam, and then you and then you tune out again. Yeah, and then now we have Blue Beetle, and it it can feel for some people, it's like, eh, I'll check it out or I'll read it later, kind of. Feel. Yeah, that's um, kind of where I'm at. Oh, I'm where I'm at, and that's that's slightly across, you know, both. That's with some Marvel stuff too. Like I'm not chomping at the bit to go out and see every single movie that comes out these days. And I've really been like that since Endgame, you know, almost like that one. Uh, I've said, you know, that Avengers Endgame left me so satisfied that everything else after that, I've just kind of been like, I I, I don't care as much, you know, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what that, you know, I don't know. But well, they had like a built in yeah. uh, build up. <laughs> yes. Uh, build, a yes. built in build up. Um, with that, so yeah, it definitely kind of just was like a natural, end. yeah. Um, and I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't echo you in in that uh mindset slightly. Um, yeah, I haven't been out to a uh a, a blockbuster film in a hot minute. Mm. Um, well, we we did for for a certain speedster. And yeah, uh, and. We, uh, yeah, and then before that, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I kind of waited for everything to come to yeah, come to I, You know what? I was really excited about Batgirl, and when they shelved Batgirl, mm-hmm. that really made me mad. And I've, you know, I just like I I was already with with everything that the, the was going on with the Flash. It's like it's coming out. It's delayed. It's coming out. You know, that was just such a circus. It seemed like. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. some of those decisions that Warner Brothers kind of had made around the, the couple years stretch. And I know that with the p- pandemic, it, you know, like they had to make some deci- decisions, but to shelve a movie like that, that on all accounts s- sounded like it was going to be fun and good. And I don't know, that that really rubbed me the wrong way. So, yeah, I, I don't know. And and it's a trend that we continue to see, and uh, at Warner Brothers, the the kind of decisions that they make on on these movies that they greenlight and and this cast and crew um, go through everything to to make such a, a story or a motion picture, and and then for it to just get shelves or, or written off for yeah. tax purposes or something, it it's very um, heartbreaking for yeah. Someone who just wants to see DC comic book characters do something on the big screen yeah, and, and be wowed by that. And I think, you know, along with Endgame, 
and the Infinity War and everything that happened with that first saga of the MCU, the Snyder Cut also had that wave where everything leading up to the Snyder Cut, everything that happened with the fallout of Dawn of Justice, finally getting the Snyder Cut and reveling in it, there was burnout for me as well, where it's just like, Mm. I just don't know if I can really get invested in anything else. I mean, obviously, I, I, I am when when James Gunn will, you know, do a Superman movie and, right. and, and, and try to build something up again, I'll be excited for it when it happens. And as of right now, it seems like, because I, I feel like Marvel, Marvel doesn't need to do this, but I feel like Warner Brothers needs to, is like they're trying to build up excitement just on news reports, just on like you yeah. know, who's casted and what's going on and what's going on with the movie. And can I get a tweet for every step of the process? Like yeah. Marvel doesn't do that with their movies. Right. It's just the the movie comes out, people go see it. They Whether they pay attention to the movie itself, by the time the, the end credit shows up, then that's all they care about. They get their, their baseball card at the end of the package and then they say, okay, I got it. <laughs> You know, I'm excited yeah. for the next one. And they buy the next movie ticket. DC is like, oh, we're we're resetting things. We're we're getting a new Superman and new movies coming out. We have all these characters that are gonna be in all these movies and TV shows and but it's not it hasn't happened yet. Like we're I mean, right. What's just to be about excited buzz. about? <laughs> they just want yeah. the buzz. That's all that's all yeah. they want. Even comic books kind of fall that way a little bit too in uh, mm. in DC comics and um I can say that because I I I love DC Comics as a company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the amount of advertising they do for their arcs, especially like crossovers mm-hmm. and stuff and like how hard they try to make readers care about what's going on is kind of universal. It's really like you got to get this talk you you got to make people talk about this. Put <laughs> Make it cardstock as one of the pages in one of the books, you know, so people have to flip yeah. to it. You know, it's it's one of those things. But it's seen universally, even with the movies itself, um, except when you come to like Blue Beetle, where it only gets advertising for, you know, one month. And you're like, what? Mm. Oh. I mean, all right, I guess, but that one month <laughs> well, is like, we got to go ham on this. It's like, uh, okay, if that's what the deal was, then, you know, who am I to, who am I to say? I'm just some schmuck. Yeah. And I feel like that one, I thought they had spun it, you know, they, they had decided to reset everything, and that one was still in production, and then there was enough time to basically work Blue Beetle in and to become the first outing of this new sort of DC, you know, uh, franchise of movies that are going to be coming out. And then I feel like once it came out, then they distanced themselves and said, no, this wasn't the start of, this wasn't part of this new James Gunn, Mm -hmm. you know? So I I feel like it's, they're just, do you guys remember hearing that, that it was part of the new set of movies going forward? Okay. Okay. There's always, we, we've talked about it, already so we'll, okay we'll sound like a bit of a broken record here but i mean it, the flash was supposed to reset things and yeah it didn't do so hot so then yeah. they said okay well blue beetle will be like the start of this new dc universe and then you can see they just dis- distanced themselves on that too because it yeah. didn't bring in this i don't know i guess they were expecting some sort of iron man phenomena of like oh okay. being the first new dc character yeah um, 
and then we have um you know it, it it's hard to say that you know x is going to be the start of the dc universe now when we already have shows like peacemaker and the yeah. suicide squad that are already part of that universe so they would technically be the beginning of it right right but then amanda waller is played by viola davis who was in david ayer's suicide squad which is part yeah. of the original dceu so it's i think that's say. yeah that's it's, part of what rubs me the wrong way still with with everything it's like either start fresh and nothing carries over you know but if the the show that James Gunn works on for HBO that's considered canon and you know his wife works on that show it's like those the elements that he, his sandbox is fine yeah but it's everything else that has to get you know and and because I'm I'm staring at you know Henry Cavill on my screen right now on a loop and I love him as Superman and you know it bums me out to not have him back, not have Ben Affleck as Batman anymore, or Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Jason Momoa. You know, these characters that I'm bum- like, what? this week made me like watching these minutes and like, ah, I'm just, I'm not going to have the this lineup of people on screen again as these characters moving forward. And, you know, that that was the big part of watching this movie again the other night is like, they spend so much time setting things up for the future mm-hmm. that we're just not going to get. And it's so, <laughs> it's such a bummer. Right. Cause I was really excited about where this, this, you know, Snyder franchise was going. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it really is. And, 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 you know, to let the listeners know today, we're talking about minute, uh, 161. <laughs> um, this minute is going to start with, uh it, it's so the justice league have done this thing where they, they brought henry uh they brought kal-el back to life it's, it's strange right well it, wait till wait till what happens in this week so superman comes back to heroes park he lands and then the minute's going to end with all the justice league they come to heroes park and they're like oh he's back and and everything seems normal so far but we'll we'll see how how it ends up later this week um but yes, this the the music here, which is done by Junkie oh. XL, Tom Holkenberg. Um, it has like this theme that they've created for this this Snyder Cut movie, and you hear it very subtly, and um, and then it, you know, you get all the Justice League. They they fall in. Um, they're all marveling over the return of Kal El, and then it's it just has this like you said uh travis it just has this moment of like man what it it hits different than the theatrical version yeah you know um it's it's not i guess yeah it had that kind of avengers joss whedon feel of like something's not right already but we're all Mm. here and it's all very um staccato of of their movement but here it's this I don't want to say ethereal, but it's almost like heartwarming. You're just yeah, almost there. The word yeah. you're looking for, I believe, is hopeful. Mm. <laughs> the dude wears it on his chest sometimes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It, it's a it's a really cool, I think, superhero moment here. It's yeah. a really cool Justice League moment here, um, and I've always felt that uh i do remember thinking back to the uh 
the theatrical version and um it's almost like i didn't get enough time here before mm. things went to chaos or whatever that whatever ensues later on in the week mm. um and it was kind of bumming me out where i was like i it's something that you know i i've been looking for for the past what seven years yeah. is nonverbal acting <laughs> and we get hell of that in this minute especially out of our boy henry the the guy <laughs> yeah. who invented it you know who we started talking about it yeah all the way back in the day um so it was more like like why didn't i get a chance to to be here in this moment for longer and then yeah. it was like oh remember you're friggin scrooge bring it you know not scrooge whatever bring it back from the dead like whatever that trope Mm. is monkey paw uh (laughs) kind of thing like it turned immediately into monkey paw and you're like hey well like uh, yeah i know what you're doing like that it tracks but like wasn't he supposed to i don't know have an existential crisis or something first like Mm. what what people do Yeah, well, yeah, everyone around him, right? You know, it it is the return of Superman. So if we think back at the reign of the Superman, oh yeah, like Kal-El coming back, like it was a, it was, it had weight to it, like his sure. return. Um, it, like well, I guess they played on it a little bit in the comic books, um, where you know everyone was just so welcoming of it, and then it turned sour. Um, for for the rest of the Superman, but when you do see, excuse me, when you do see um Kal El, the real one, as he returns and he's in the black suit and with the silver S, um, yeah, everyone's on board. They're like they're just they're just so happy that he's back and and he's happy to be back. And you see a little bit of that here. Yes, it it will you know have a twist to it. Um, and it's 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 something that we've been talking about already on the show. Um, why that is, but it's it's just nice to see, like Diana say, like he's back, and it means something because the the whole movie. So when I talk about the Snyder cut and like the reason that it's four hours long and everything that we're building up to, when this moment happens, it hits harder because. Yeah we've gone through Lois Lane's depression of like, not, you know, he's not around anymore. And Martha Kent has to sell the house and um, Jason Momoa is like his Aquaman is like, you know, this world is crumbling around us and it's, you know, it seems very unhelpful. Right. And then boom, he shows up and then it's like, Oh, he's back again. This is awesome. (laughs) Whereas um, in Joss Whedon's version of the movie, it's just like, Okay, how do we resurrect this guy from the dead? It's like, yeah. uh, okay, hold on. How, what's that's, the quickest way to bring Superman back from the dead? Because one, so we rude. know that's what's going to happen in this movie. Yeah. Two, you can't be sitting there for an hour and a half until he shows up in the movie. That's another thing that I was thinking about. Like, at what point? This is 161 minutes. <laughs> Two hours. So, yeah. like, normally, if this mm-hmm, was, mm-hmm. like, a big reveal type, uh, you know, lunchbox type character movie you could get away with what 50 minutes 55 minutes and i'm going that based solely because of uh godzilla (laughs) 2014 (laughs) 55 minutes maybe until you get to see that guy um so like that's like a normal i think basis for like an audience to be like okay yeah yeah, that's 
that's how long I'm I'm okay to wait until I see the guy in the movie that I'm supposed to see if it's kind of like that type thing. But for this two hours, we were like, uh, uh-uh, uh, screw that. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta wait. We can, if you want to think about it, double the time of like a normal hour and a half movie or whatever. Then by all means, be my guest. But uh, but yeah, it's a big 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 moment, big moment. Yeah. I uh, I think Mark mentioned the music earlier, and there's this moment when uh, it's like when uh, Clark kind of looks out at the at the Justice League, you know, at the four people standing here, and there's like a trumpet noise that comes in, and it's it's like you said, Nate, earlier that it's hopeful, you know, it's a beautiful yeah. moment of music. And then we see these these you know four heroes standing here, and I love the way that you know Barry flashes a smile, you know Diana you know says he's back and she's happy you know you can you can tell like she's excited that you know they've got their this this hero is is returned. I only wish that Aquaman didn't look so pissed off. Now I know that he was the one in the resurrection chamber who was kind of saying this is wrong we should we shouldn't do this this is this is a bad idea right but i kind of wish that right now he was maybe feeling a little inspired you know like seeing superman back and you know i just something about the, the way he's just scowling it's on brand with with you know his character and everything but i just kind of wish it it didn't put a damper on this heroic moment. I get what you mean. The only saving grace that I can say, and it's, it's the only defense I have for him, is that he was the first one to bring forth the idea of yeah. once you bring something back, it's it's not the same thing you brought back. You lose mm. something. So I think he's still like kind of bracing the whole, um, I guess, magic of yeah. kind of what happened, you know. Um obviously it was technically science what was going on with his resurrection or whatever, but still uh it's something beyond his ability and I guess, you know, he's still wary of yeah, what could happen. Um it's kind of odd that we didn't get I mean maybe it was just like too long of a of a lingering shot or something but we only get the the close-ups of the their faces those three yeah um i guess later we do in a couple more minutes but when things start to happen we do get close-ups of batman and cyborg but um yeah the three of them aquaman wonder woman and flash um i don't know i'm I'm trying to trying to think why it, it's better to well batman's not even there right because he couldn't yeah. fly <laughs> he's like i'll meet you guys um a thing that i do want to point out since we're still kind of in this lingering moment right um it, it happens in the beginning uh of the minute and it is when when kal-el resurrected from the dead looking great covered in sweat and everything like that yeah. uh, ends up um at the monument and mm-hmm. he's looking upon it and obviously we were thinking especially i mean mark and i have talked about it so much but it is like the memory coming back and all of that it's it's recognition it's 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 you know whatever's happening inside of a kryptonian's mind that we can't even fathom but yeah 
when he's looking at the monument and especially at the phrase on the ground, um, if you seek his monument, look around you, mm. um, his face kind of, <laughs> it's just really incredible. His face goes from like a, like a delighted, almost like, oh, wow, like I'm surprised that this happened. I can't believe this this happened in in the wake of my death. Like last, mm. I remember you guys were hating me. I was at Congress because you guys yeah were freaking out that I was an alien. But now you have a a, a monument of me in the middle of Metropolis. <laughs> like what's what do you mean? Like it took my death to right. And then also on the fact to, of it, it's yeah. like I'm I'm not a god. I'm not your god. Why <laughs> did you make this kind of thing? Right. Um. I don't know. It was just it's pretty. Pretty heavy duty stuff there, Doc. Yeah. It's funny, it's like as I was watching this, the timelines of everything in my head, I I I had to like struggle to kind of remember what order everything happened. Because like with the Aquaman stuff, it's like, oh yeah, at this point he hasn't had a movie of his own yet. Right. So it, I had to remember that this takes place before Aquaman. And then when the you know, opening on on Heroes Park. Like I had to remember that Heroes Park got this got destroyed in Batman v Superman with with Doomsday, and like oh yeah that the the, the reason there was a monument here is because of the events of Man of Steel. Right. In my head, this monument is here because of the events of Batman v Superman, and then it's like oh yeah well it's been destroyed. When did that happen? Was there something? Was there a movie that I'm forgetting between you know? So it was like, I kind of, I get what you're saying about like him seeing this monument and thinking, oh, wow, they, I, I think the monument would, would maybe mean a little more if it was constructed after his death. Yeah, you're right. And so he's now happen. here oh, and man. seeing a complete monument, you know, and maybe it, then it gets destroyed in, in the fight that's coming up this week. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I also wonder like, would you leave this monument the like as is like with the head laying there and with the feet, you know, just, just still there. Or would you not clean it up or remove it or, you know, I don't know. It seems like a safety issue, right? It's kind of, or maybe it's just, you know, big, big boulders on a, on a thing, but yeah. you're absolutely right. I completely forgot that in, in Dawn of Justice, BVS, it was, it was there and it did get destroyed. So it's not like he would have had any changing feelings of it. Maybe, you know, the, I guess just the, the aforementioned phrase on the monument. Mm -hmm. if, if you seek the monument, look around you. Like, I don't, I don't know. I like is that. It, is it more of just like a, like a, oh my God, why, how I didn't yeah. do anything. I died. I don't know. <laughs> With the, what the, what that phrase, for, the reason it works for me is because the rest of the city is still standing. That right. is the monument. That is the the and he the saved world. everyone else and the world. Yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah, that's why I like that phrase so much. I do um, too. It's a really good phrase. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wish it was like in a plaque. You know, it wasn't just graffiti. You know, um, something more official like that. But. It, it works either way. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, what? But, we can get a bronze Batman statue, but we can't get a... Yeah. We can't get a Superman plaque. I mean, come yeah. on. 
that should have been like you know what they did with especially in the beginning of the theatrical release they tried to oh yeah get the whole black and and silver yeah flag and and t-shirts selling and everything like that it's like okay yeah i get that but where's the shirt that says that like i want yeah. a shirt of if you seek his monument like of course you know yeah that's hopeful that's bright shining suns right there um but yeah no you're you're completely right it's uh he already saw the monument i don't know it's and he even saw it destroyed so i guess it is 100 percent him looking at the phrase and having emotions yeah sell so, yeah i just he's great <laughs> I uh I kind of wish that this the resurrection chamber had like maybe the ship when it crashed it had worked its way underneath because I know it's like right there behind it it's in that big white you know tent back there right um but there's something about like in the death of Superman comics and then the reign of Superman and all that that I liked is that um. It wasn't he bar- he was physically buried underneath the monument, right? Or the statue that they put in the comics. Uh, yeah, is that right? Yeah, but then his body moved. Like he Okay. was alive because when he showed back up, he yeah. was in like the little resurrection pod. Yeah. That came out of like the ocean. And he was like, mm-hmm. I'm back, baby. And it's like, You're not <laughs> Superman. You got long hair. And he's like, Yeah. yeah. Been a lot. My hair grew, you know. It's just kind of Mad Max post apocalypse. <laughs> hair and fingernails. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I guess it would have been, but that's the that's the other thing. Like they do a whole complete retelling of like a resurrection of Superman. That I mean, I guess we really only have one version of that, right? And yeah. it's you don't even get like a resurrection reason to it. It's just like, well, why? What happened? It's like, well, I'm Kryptonian. I was yeah. in a resurrection pod that just boosted. The rays, even though it was underwater, and I'm back, baby. I'm a Kryptonian. Yeah. Here, it's like, oh, yeah, no, we got science and magic or something. I don't know. It's a box. <laughs> I think they could have used the so the two, uh, I don't remember what they're called, the robots that are in the Kryptonian ship. Yeah, Keylor and As Keylor. soon as, thank you, as soon as his vital signs dropped, it'd be cool if they came out and snatched the body and took him into the ship into a reser- into a containment pod you know hinting at at like like now he's in a resurrection pod mm. you know mm-hmm. um but i mean it cool. all that'd, works that'd the way cool. they that'd be cool kryptonian uh yeah robotic procedure just like them just going mm-hmm. uh i was gonna say because because zod had what you know feora and uh mm. The other guy, the big guy, Namek, Namek, Jack. drag Namek. him back. Yeah, but Jack's you know, they had little yeah. scientists. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. they had little robots come and grab him back. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, you got your robots. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, it, it's um, there's a scene later in the film where, uh, you know, iconically, Superman will get his black suit with the silver S on it, and. You know, it, it makes it feel like maybe that could have been more. Like, obviously, it's a four-hour movie mm. already. Maybe maybe we don't have to elaborate on that further. But the idea is there. He returns to the scout ship. It's kind of his fortress of solitude in this universe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kelex or Kilo, whichever one is the current robot there, Carla Gugino, basically, uh, would be like, oh, mm. here, let's, you know, uh, let's get you situated for, um, for being this world's protector. So... 
you could always elaborate on that. It, it, but then, yeah, it goes mm-hmm. back to what you said about it'd be nice if there was another Henry Cavill Superman movie that could, you know, we could uh, dive more deeply into this mm-hmm. universe's Superman um, before, you know, having yeah. to reset it again with the new uh, new DC universe. So, um, if only. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it is great, though. Um, maybe we should make a, a T-shirt later that with the <laughs> S and it says, if you seek his mon- monument, look around you. And it has like the because I, I really yeah. like the uh, it's kind of like a rays um, on, mm-hmm. on, the, on the S, like the little sun rays that I like the sun rays. But what if it's just the sun? No, 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 even mention to the uh, to the IP of the character. We could get away with the oh, just the lettering. <laughs> and then it just then yeah. it's just a Bible T-shirt. <laughs> now, oh, now it's just yeah. <laughs> that's just Sunday yeah. Sunday church advertisement. <laughs> oh, it totally is. I missed that. <laughs> I was so I had Superman blinders on. Yeah, everybody would know it was Superman. It's like no, that's a, a Superman. Thing, cool right? God nope, shirt. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whoops. Same thing, really. Yeah. Uh, has that has this phrase come up in this version? Have you guys talked about this already? Or was it? Did it show up for the first time in the beginning of the theatrical? Uh, this monument, this this phrase here, the the writing, oh, yeah, the phrase. It, it's at the end of Dawn of Justice. Yeah, BVS. It's okay, at the okay. Procession that, and it gotcha. Okay, itself on here. I couldn't remember. I, I was saying to Mark that the timeline of all this stuff is just it's it's a lot to to remember. Like when this happened, when did this happen? You know, especially with this, there's a theatrical version and 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 this version. So it's like, where did I see this part? Yeah, you know, yeah. So. And, and 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 I, you know, most of this week, um, will be content that was in the theatrical cut. So it it kind of lends itself to being, you know, well, we saw it in that version of the movie. Tonally, it's very different in this version, but mm. the minutes are the same. So. Um, even even when we do this minute by minute podcast, there are times where we're referencing a scene that happened in the Joss Whedon version, which really it only happened in that version, and it didn't happen in this one. Yet we still referred to it as if we're remembering it being in this four hour cut, and it's not. It's just completely different take, yeah. um, and and sometimes we get confused on that as well. Um, which you know it, it goes to show that sometimes there are, there were moments in that theatrical version and and we've said it many times it's like there's there's a good movie in there if you're not aware of all this hollywood drama behind it and like everything going mm. on with that theatrical version that when you see it there's there's a bit of blue humor in there that's like that shouldn't be in that movie anyways and pacing yeah but then <laughs> I, I, Oh, you know, overall, it's just like, well, this is a live action Justice League movie. Like they're trying to do what we saw in the cartoon show back in, you know, uh, early 2000s. Um, yeah. And they're trying to do it here. And I and I, I get that. I understand that. Uh, so there is there is a bit of an enjoyable movie there. Uh, but yeah, when you when you, you know, have the context, then it's like, oh, boy, what's going on here? <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, maybe the CGI itself was uh, it it didn't seem as good as it does here in this 2021 mm. version of it, and and 
and being finished so quickly, you know. Um, yeah. I, I think it was, well, I don't know how long they've been working on the film, but um, to announce it May 20, 2020, and then release it March uh, 2021, it just seemed like, wow, uh, I did not think Steppenwolf would look this good in this short amount of time. Yeah. I was expecting a previs or something, so... <laughs> uh, or did, not even expecting to see dark side at all so you know it's all it's all yeah. incredible stuff oh man um but yeah um that's that's all i had for this one i don't know if you guys had any other mm. other notes for this one nope yeah i got a yeah. quick thing go for um, it i when i was watching this on a loop and everything and, and just kept like looking at the kind of the the surrounding that that whole this whole area is now a park, mm-hmm. and this obviously was where the the big fight with uh, uh, what's his name Zod happened. So everyone was leveled. So they've turned this all into a park, which is I really like the idea of. I really wish that all these trees that are here around this little monument, you can barely see them in some of the shots because they're just these Sticks. twigs. You know, they're just these dead things. Yeah. That I wish that these trees were were green and bright and healthy and i don't know what time of year this this is taking place so maybe it makes sense that they wouldn't be in bloom or you know full of leaves but i just wish that to add to the hopefulness mm-hmm. like I, I almost think of like the tree of gondor in you know return of the king it's like the trees are alive because you know he's returned yeah. or maybe if maybe if he was buried underneath this and his body was exuding like energy you know because i know like in the you know frank miller's uh, dark knight returns like he has a connection kind of with uh the planet itself and the sun and like nature and like i kind of wish that like so for some reason the trees here were unnaturally healthy and full of life because he was physically there yeah. um i don't know i just seeing so much gray in in these minutes it's just a little you know. I think what it needs, if anything, if if they're gonna go with the like these trees are dead or they've receded in this, I, I guess it would be winter uh, or or fall. Maybe I don't know what type of season it is. Um, but then maybe you need to elaborate on it. Maybe these trees need to be some sort of Tim Burton esque of like this gnarly mm. looking Gnar- gnarly yeah, tree yeah. that's you know it's it's it, it has deceased yeah. and you know it's like maybe we need to play on it more um and they they talked about it uh, a lot with um rebel moon uh debbie deborah snyder mm. and and zach snyder about uh landscaping and horticulture and and every you know if they're planning a shoot they've you know, they've built crops, you know, and when, when will those crops be done? I was like, oh, well, it takes about six weeks. So then they had to build this area, plant the wheat, hmm. give it six weeks, come back, shoot it. So I think they do consider hmm. what the vegetation yeah. is going to look like. Uh, but like you say here, like you don't really see it. It's not it's not really there. I mean, there's trees here. Yeah. Um, and so maybe, yeah, they could have they could elaborated more on it, but maybe they did think like yeah. well the trees we don't want them to be alive and healthy and looking we we want everything to be depressing because he's not here anymore. yeah and they do it a little bit with kind of like the flowers you see here a lot of them will just be there mm. um they're kind of wilting they've been there right. for a while 
Um, the the world has been in mourning for a while about Superman. And then when you look back at Dawn of Justice, and, and we talked about the shot that, that pans over, um, not the right word, um, but the, the camera will then, you know, move over uh, yeah. on top of this. If you seek his monument, look around you, and you'll see like this lush grass with the with the words and mm-hmm. the candles and the flowers and everything is just so newly freshly put there to to honor superman and his death um and then now you see it and it's just barren it's just desolate and gray and looks very yeah. um like imperialistic uh and maybe that's that's <laughs> yeah. what they're going with but the sun will come out i think <laughs> later a little bit later a little bit later not yet yeah, it's rising. All right, yeah, we're going to wrap there. up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover our show as well. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can chat with us on Twitter at DCEU Minute. And if you'd like to hear more bonus content, we also have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.